Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Kirk Cabana, and welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit for Purpose. Thank you to those of you uh, that are going to take the time in and whenever you get the time to take in this recording and uh, sharing this information that we're putting together today. This week, we're going to be exploring development. You know, and if you're new to the podcast, Pursuit for Purpose brings the world's most passionate athletes and the coaches together in this community environment just like this, to encourage our goals and aspirations by helping provide the teachings and the principles of the greatest minds before us and the greatest minds with us, the people around us will receive the foundations to build the rest of their lives and become champions of character. This week, we're joined by Zach Casto. Zach is currently the Director of Player Development for D2 University of Charleston, West Virginia. This is a program that I've really enjoyed following, and, I, and all the people I've been fortunate enough to meet involved in it are all top-notch people. Zach's also an author and an alum of West Virginia University. So, Zach, thanks a ton for being here tonight, man. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity, Coach. I, I love uh, these Twitter spaces that you have every week and also going back and listening to the podcast form of it if I've missed it. It's uh, been a really, really awesome opportunity to learn, and it's great to be a guest on this. So thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate the kind words and, uh, you know, I'm a fan of yours as well. And just the way that you're continuing to, uh, you know, grow yourself, grow, grow the people around you. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's perfect to kind of dive into the topic of development with yourself, even being your role there at, at Charleston, but, you know, you guys are having a great season and you've produced some good stuff this far and you've obviously seen growth within this unit from the beginning until now, but what is the biggest challenge that Charleston, West Virginia has faced in development this year? I think developmentally it's um, to be quite honest with you. Our program demands a lot out of our student athletes and those that come into our program expect that. And even if you mentally you know, as a freshman or first time, uh, joining our program, even if you know that, I don't think you understand it until you're experiencing it. So uh, it's constant competition. Um, and so our guys graduate from that, those levels of competition that they're at. And that's been, I think, the, the biggest challenge. Obviously, uh, the, the first facet of this would be uh, in regards to understanding, you know, what talents and weaknesses your, your team has each year. And I think that was probably the first challenge we had in the fall. Uh, the second challenge is once our guys have graduated to a certain level of talent, making things competitive and challenging for them in order to uh, stay competitive. And um, so it's, it's kind of a blessing uh, in disguise because uh, our guys really get uh, into the competitiveness. Uh, but the cool thing about competition is just the creativity that our staff has, has, um, had in regards to creating these competitive environments for our uh, student athletes and and they like it too it's and i i during the day i, I teach uh, special education so uh, i know how much students like to compete in the classroom with with uh, games and it's pretty much the same thing for student athletes at charleston anytime they get to compete and show their talents uh, it's a special thing uh, I'm really glad that you brought up just that aspect of competition. You know, competition is just so important in the process of growth and development. And as you even just said with your students that you get to teach, you know, competition's everywhere. And I really think that it takes a lot to embrace that mentality of knowing that no matter what, win or lose, you know, you want to compete and you want to compete at, at your highest level. Um, where you know, these expectations are, are on the kids. They know where it's at coming in. Is there a certain point in the program where some of these guys, it clicks a little bit more that that competition level needs to be raised if they want to go where they want to go? Yes. Uh, and I think the, you know, with any competition for it to be successful uh, for, for your, for your players, no matter what skill area, it's just them understanding what, what is expected and what, you know, what exactly is a successful repetition and, and what's not. Um, so it's, uh, that, that's the important part. I, I know from experience in the fall, creating some outfield competitions and just lining out for guys, all right, this is what a good rep would be considered. This is what it's not. Um, and then afterwards kind of going with an after action review with them and, and talking with, with the players, you know, kind of grading the day, what went well, what didn't. And then finally afterwards, just putting in the, the final scores and just some final thoughts um, with the competition so they can kind of 
reflect upon um, their performance so that the next time we do this competition or the next time uh, the, the next time we do uh, we, we practice or train that skill they have a better understanding of of where they stand and where they need to be and uh, just a reflection piece i think is just the most important component of developing uh, anyone in any in any a- aspect of life um, the reflection piece is just uh, without that you're just kind of living groundhog day and <laughs> and so um, you need that in in regards to uh, developing and getting one percent better each day Intelligent. I, I really like that that answer a lot, and just really even bringing in reflection into it, and how much that helps aid in the process of looking towards what uh, is asked of you next. So I, I really like you bringing that up, and you know we we talk about these different ways that we can help them develop ways that, that we show them stuff. And like, I get sometimes things are trade secrets, but baseball uh, seems to share a lot. What, what type of systems can you share with us that uh, Charleston implements to help the, in the process of development? Uh, I think, um, <clears throat> I think with, with, with our staff, it's, it's a very special group. Um, they're always very inquisitive, always wanting, they're always wanting to learn and get the best out of each other. So, uh, whenever you know, whenever we discuss things, it's it's really really neat to hear just the different thoughts, the different perspectives. And I've been on staffs where it's unfortunately been you know my way or the highway. So you don't get that you don't get that um, collaborative piece. But um, at Charleston, it's you know it's it's everyone's opinion matters, and I think that's just what makes it a unique and fun environment. I think uh, at times a lot of staffs. Uh, you know, preach that they 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 get everybody's perspectives, but, the, but that's not necessarily the case. Uh, I think I find at times, but in our program, it's just very very inclusive in regards to different thoughts, uh, getting outside of the box opinions, and you know sometimes trying out a, a hodgepodge of things and 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 keeping what sticks and and keeping and taking out what doesn't. Uh, but you know, along with that collaboration piece, uh, one thing that that I've really enjoyed is how much the the coaching staff enjoys hearing the opinions of the players uh, because there's there's a lot of times I know outfield wise uh, myself and coach Bates usually it was on Mondays we would ask our players you know what what you know this is what here's what we are seeing uh, as as outfield coaches uh, what do you guys see what do you guys think could enhance your development and uh, that comp- that's just been a it's worth its weight in gold uh, I know in the fall, just going around talking to the players and just kind of getting a perspective on on what they think would would help their development, help the team's development was was really cool, really cool to experience. And I, I think they, I think players in that aspect. Uh, I know when I played, I would love to have uh, my coaches kind of ask, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? And because it just means they 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 care and trust what you're saying, and just in, enhances the training and and learning environment. So just to kind of sum it up there, it's um, what, what makes our program, I think, so efficient is just the collaboration piece and the quality of communication. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of a simple, I don't know, I don't know if it was uh, in-depth enough on the answer, but um, just from my experience, just the, the opportunity to speak your mind and to uh, collaborate with such uh, intelligent and uh, thought-provoking people is is just what makes our program very unique well and i i I think that's as in-depth as you have to take it and just to highlight the collaboration because with that collaboration it means that everybody helping in the process actually has a voice and something different to contribute and it might not always be what's gone to but with that open communication and that ability to share within the staff you're going to get something right at some point and somebody and and it's going to move the team forward in a the right direction that benefits all. So I really do love to continue to hear about that collaboration and that trust that you guys have with each other as coaches. And now with that trust being, being built and uh, you know, another skill that you could bring to the table, uh, coach Britt had shared at one point um, 
kind of a, a, a more motivational side of development aspects of things that you, you provide quotes, uh, articles, uh, you know, podcast information, uh, ex explain a little bit more about how that came to life. Was that your idea, somebody else's idea, you know, and then you just got to run with it. You know, we got, I, I loved what I saw on it and, uh, you know, I'd love that information for sure to, to continue sharing it. So the thought came from uh, coach Britt and it was a really, really cool um, idea. We brought it up. And uh, so essentially, for those that didn't see the tweet that he had, it's called Cast Clip Quote. It's uh, every Monday or Tuesday, depending on if our series gets pushed back, it's on a Tuesday. But if it's usually on the weekends, I'll usually have something out for the week on uh, Monday. And typically, it's uh, I try to feel the pulse of the team and try to, hit, you know, just hear the thoughts of the coaches and just think, I'm just thinking in season, what would be a timely topic to cover? So um, actually, uh, Coach Cabana, we uh, we actually used I actually used, put in for the podcast this week the interview with uh, Austin Byler from last week because uh, our, our topic this week was self talk. And I thought that was a very uh, timely um, topic in regards to where our team is at, and uh, so we used your your podcast uh, as the podcast for that. And then uh, of course I, I put in a YouTube video and then a, and then a quote at. Uh, just uh, that's in regards to the topic. So uh, as Coach Britt said, some guys just listen to the podcast. Some guys just watch the video. Some guys just read the quote. Some people do a uh, mixture of, of two. Some some people read all three or, or, or read and listen and, and watch all three. But um, but it's really been really rewarding for for myself because as Coach Britt mentioned to me, it's something I could, as an, as an educator, I could take to like the classroom to teach my students in that area and then also could use to help our program grow and develop as well. So it's, it's something that uh, has a lot of val value in, in my professions and something that I, I really enjoy doing weekly. And uh, I've, I've heard some feedback from our, some, from, some uh, feedback from our players and some of them just really, really enjoy it. And uh, just adding value to their lives is, is worth its weight in gold for me. Man, that's, that's so powerful to hear and one of the things that you shared in that answer was uh you know the pulse of the team and and i find myself in that same situation at different times you know you're trying to provide some kind of information some kind of voice for your entire team through one small message and it really makes you reflect and it really makes you think and and dig into your own self of, of where you want to try to help these guys go on their on their journey so i think that's awesome that you get to do that every week for your team and beyond blown away and honored that you would make a suggestion uh, of, of the podcast that we're doing here and that one was great with with austin he's been a been an awesome person to get to know and it fits right in there with that that self-talk uh topic for sure but um but man uh you know you, you get these guys to develop you you see them where they're at they start to grow you know how do you let the players around you know about or understand their development i think it's understanding uh just where they're at i know something next year that they were i know coach Britton i talked about something that I, that I sort of used in the classroom um, that I got from Drew Saylor. Uh, he's now with the, at the time he was with the West Virginia Black Bears when he was in the Pirates organization. Uh, he's now with the Kansas City Royals, but he did uh, two kinds of, two kinds of quizzes with the players when he was in the Pirates organization. One was a learning styles quiz. And obviously it's just a, a quiz you can pull up online and uh, you can find out what kind of uh, learning style each player is. And so he had used that to, the the group players up based on their learning style. So they would teach uh, a certain concept to a certain group based on their best learning style. And, and he also would do a love language quiz. Uh, and that's how he would find out how to give his players praise. And just an example of that, he said there was one player, uh, I don't, don't remember which uh, college he attended, but um, he was a pitcher. And um, what he found out is that the player got zero on 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 physical touch so obviously if you, you know just pat him on the back or something he loses all focus and so <laughs> the player said yeah there's times where i was pitching really really well i you know something would happen and then it'd be a mound visit and my pitching coach come back and pat me on the back or something like that and i would just i'd just spiral out of control at times trying to regain focus so that's something i think would be unique 
for our players as we try to um, individualize their experience at Charleston. So, uh, but, but on top of that, just what we currently do is, and our coaching staff is so dynamic and so fantastic with, with how they communicate is, you know, we gain, we, we would go around and, and talk to our players, gain their perspective, kind of peek inside their heads. Uh, but also with the competitions that we have, we're very analytically inclined to, to do things. So uh, we'll tell, again, we'll, we'll tell them what, what they're doing and uh, how we're scoring it. And so, uh, they can either, you know, there's sometimes we'll have a, a TV out there or we can use an app where, especially hitters, they can go back and, and watch their swings for a prior round. But again, just that reflection component in regards to our development is, is probably the most important part uh, to our development uh, piece that, that has just helped our guys. And so that goes with, like I said, goes with the, the competitions that we have, the results that we have, uh, video that we use and then give them uh, in a file. Um, just communi- and just communicating with them uh, how they're feeling and what we're seeing, just so everyone has a transparent experience, so everyone knows where they're standing. And, and so it just provides a uh, crystal clear, for the most part, uh, crystal clear um, look into where each player is at. And again, if, you know, if they have ever have any questions, we, we always encourage them to, to reach out and ask us. I mean, if there's no, we, we don't want to make it a hidden experience for them because it, you know, it is their career. We're just trying to pour into them as best we can. And uh, it, it appears as of right now, it, it's, it's been very, very successful. So I'm really excited for our ball club. Zach, I, I really enjoy hearing you share about the, the love language and the, and the, uh, the learning style uh, quiz. And I know that's not something that's being implemented right now, but uh, explain to me a little bit more about what you hope to achieve with that. Is that an aspect of once you learn these things, you can connect with the person a little bit more as an individual to hopefully get out of them their best athletic ability? Yeah. And, and on top of that, just to make them feel more valued. I think, we're always searching, at least I'm always searching as, a, as an educator and a coach, just how can I add more value to their experience and how can I show that I care for that student athlete? Uh, because I, mean, I know I, as a former college athlete, I, I know how it is uh, to either be feel like I've been hurt or haven't been hurt. And, and again, it's it's their career. I just want to make it as as a fantastic experience as possible, both on and off the field. And I think also, I mean, just reflecting as a college student, I didn't really know my learning style at all. And it wasn't until I figured that out that I started to learn better. And so this is something that not only will help them in the classroom, but also on the ball field. And it's something that it might help them uh, understand themselves even better. I think we live in a very confusing world at times. And uh, just anything that can provide them clarity to help them on and off the field, I think is so worthwhile. And I think, I I mean, it's a very simple thing to do. It's a very easy resource. Uh, My my students, I teach special education and um, they always feel like they've, they're not understood. And just taking that time at the beginning of the school year, uh, just for them to understand themselves it makes it so much easier to teach them and for their learning experience. And then they get confidence because now they know how they can learn best. And I, and I just cater it to that uh, for our student athletes. That's, that's the hope that we can group them together based off of their learning styles and uh, collaborate with the staff in order to, to come up with these environments so that each player can learn best and hopefully develop uh, quicker uh, than, than what they have been. So um, that's my hope for the process with this. Zach, I think it's very fascinating that you've got the background for yourself of being a special education instructor. Um, you know, where, where do you see that, that likely patience and that belief and where you know that you're adding value into these other, you know, young kids' minds? You know, where do you see that correlation of, of teaching there, helping you uh, develop athletes on, on the field? Uh, like you said, I think it's just patience, really. Uh, I've heard, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and, and watch a lot of things. And one thing that a lot of successful coaches have is patience. 
they have a patience up to a point on, on different things. But when it comes to development, um, there's guys that, that develop very quickly. And there's also late bloomers. Um, there are one of our catchers at Charleston. We were just talking about, uh, we were playing WU last night, just, to, just, you know, maturity wise, you know, who's a late bloomer, just, just how, you know, division two, II, division one, sometimes, especially in baseball, sometimes that line of, you know, who can play at each level is very, very thin. You know, sometimes there's division one guys that happen to play on a, on a really good division two. And, and, and so, and sometimes the, the difference is, well, this kid was a late bloomer and, catcher that I was talking to said, you know, he, he gained 20 pounds within a year and grew and grew several inches. And uh, it's just having patience and understanding that if you can see kind of a diamond in the rough uh, and, and just be patient with that patient with that student athlete, I think good things can happen. Uh, but definitely just trying to in the classroom, I always just try to make sure that my students are heard and that they, uh, that they are understood. You know, and I try to do that with the same thing with the, with the players. Uh, I know outfield wise, uh, starting off with just trying to give the guys options on, on the, just every single component. Um, because again, it's their career. We can't go out there and, and swing the bat for them. We can't go out there and field the ball for them. We can't go out there and throw it. And like I tell our guys all the time, you, you wouldn't want me out there anyway. You guys are way more talented than I ever was. And so, uh, you know, just giving them options on, on how to field a ground ball, uh, on, on how to uh, get a prep staff, anything like that, and, and to where they can put their ownership on that uh, fundamental and, and anything in their career, I think just allows them to become their own best coach. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want of our student athletes. Because if they know what they're doing and they can think ahead and kind of think like a coach a little bit, uh, then we're probably going to be very successful. And at the end of the day, we want to build uh, independent thinkers. Uh, and that's that's what I want to try to do in the classroom as well as build independent thinkers. Because one day, uh, this is bigger than baseball. This is bigger than school. One day, they're they're going to be either a, they're going to be a parent, they're going to be a husband or wife, and they're going to have to think on their feet. And and so at the end of the day. Uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do is to create independent thinkers that will be successful uh, in the world. Now, Zach, you, you might have somewhat just answered the, some of the next question, but man, you, you've talked about value. You've talked about helping in development. You've talked about just making an impact so that these people that we get to interact with can move with their best foot forward. You know, what, what's your purpose? Man, that's a, that's a deep question and a really good question. Uh, but my purpose uh, is just really just to serve others and, and find ways to um, provide value to anything I'm in. Um, you know, with teaching and special education uh, during the day, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the office all the time. And I'm super thankful for Coach Britt for providing this experience for me and, and believing in me have experience knowing that you know, I'm not on campus 24-7. I'm not on campus as much as the other staff members, but believing in me that I would provide value uh, in unique ways and, and be there with student-athletes and, and help them out uh, is just uh, is just awesome. And, and again, I can't thank him enough for, for believing in me and, and our friendship and, uh, and just, the, just the opportunity to be a part of uh, – the Charleston program because it is a very very special environment, and uh, one of the one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best experiences any student athlete can get at any level. And that's just not a recruiting pitch. That's the truth. Uh, I told one of the first uh, the first week I was there at Charleston, I told our our, our players, I said, guys, uh, some of you guys that have been here understand it, but some of you guys that are new here don't understand it in regards to the environment. Uh, I said, this is an environment and an experience that I wish I would have would have had. I mean, you're getting to serve in the community. You're getting to uh, be around very, very talented and intelligent individuals. And you're being around a coaching staff that is just eager to learn and just serve. you. And, uh, and I think that's what makes our program unique. But again, I, my purpose is just to serve, uh, serve the baseball community, serve our student athletes and serve anyone who I come in contact with. Uh, that's just, you know, with the whole notes thing and, and writing a book, that's my whole process was just to 
provide value and, and, and hopefully give back to a game that has uh, provided me with so many fantastic um, lessons in life and lasting friendships. I mean, just a couple people on, you know, just on here tonight, like Taylor McMack and just, man, I love him. <laughs> such a vibrant, such a uh, positive person when you just go and talk, talk to him. And he's been around the game and uh, for, for such a young guy and just, fantastic college experiences and just his love for the game of baseball and the love to, to share the passion of teaching baseball uh, is just amazing. And, you know, just our whole staff is I just, man, they're, they're fantastic people. And then Ian McDonald, one of the, <laughs> man, I miss, I miss our uh, Chick-fil-A lunches and dinners and, and just getting the, the, the talk baseball with them. And at the time as a, as a uh, high school coach. And of course he was the, the recruiting coordinator at the time at, at Charleston and just getting the talk of how we can you know grow the game and in, in the state of West Virginia. And just just again, just those two individuals, super, super uh, intelligent human beings. But on top of that, just very, very thoughtful and 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 fantastic people who are, in my opinion, are, are two sharp minds that are going to continue pushing this game of baseball forward. And that's that's at the end of the day, just being able to serve everyone and anyone is just what I, that's my passion. Um, and that's by the end of my career, however long it is, I just hope that I've left the game and left those around me better than uh, when I first met them or, or found it. I, I appreciate what you had to share there about your purpose and, and, you know, the fact that you want to serve. And I'm really glad that you brought up community as well. So know that community outreach is an area that you're, you're working with as well to that there at Charleston. Um, how do you, how do you help the players develop as young men through contributions in the community? Well, this is, uh, fortunately, this is a part of our program that, uh, has been a cornerstone in our development and kind of our unity as a program. Uh, this started when Coach Wright uh, became head coach at the University of Charleston and wanted to be involved with the community and have the community feel like uh, the, the, that the University of Charleston baseball team is there uh, to help serve the community. And it was actually a big, it still is a big piece of what, um, what brings people to our program. Uh, uh, I know in the fall and in the spring we've served served at the Ronald McDonald House in uh, in our in our in our town, and it's just it's just man, just putting in the perspective of of what the families are going through and just the passion and and compassion and empathy that that those at the house have for those children and those families, and and our players can just feel that. Uh, I know talking with uh, he's one of our seniors on our, on our team. I asked him one day, I said, what, what do you love most about our program? And he said, honestly, the community service component of our program. And he said, like going to Ron McDonald House and seeing just the, the joy that those on staff at the Ron McDonald House and just the happiness that the families have, just knowing we're there and, and just there to help. Uh, it just puts a smile on their faces. And you know, he said, that's something that, I've never got to experience before. And it's something that's unique to the program. And to be completely honest, this is the first program that I've either played and or coached that's done any community service to, to this, to this extent. Um, and it's probably one of my favorite parts of the position that I have. And it's because you get to see the players in a different, different uh, light as to see them serve uh, their community and enjoy it. Uh, it's just amazing. I remember I was telling Coach Britt in the fall, we uh, went to the Ronald McDonald house and it was a cold, dreary morning. It was raining and, and uh, it was just, you know, I was expecting these guys, oh, they're going to be complaining. They're going to hate it. And I didn't hear a single complaint. I mean, they were just enjoying it, uh, serving uh, that house and knowing, and knowing that what they're doing is providing value to the community and to those families. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I was telling my wife when I was on my way back home, just, I was getting emotional about it too. It's just, it's good to know that there are people in this world that, uh, and, and in our program that are so loving and kind and, and want to help others and enjoy those experiences. 
Um, because as you know, coach, I mean, the world can really beat you up, but just to know that we have these young men in our program that, that love helping others and love serving others and, and love being good teammates to each other, man, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. That's probably the most, uh, probably the most favorite, uh, part of, of coaching at Charleston is just seeing each, each player and each coach, uh, pour into, to everyone and, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Uh, and that's probably what I'll remember most about uh, our program. Zach, I think that's beautiful, man. And, and especially just from the standpoint of exactly what you said, that that you get to have that little reflection afterwards to just know that, hey, there, you know, all hope's not lost. There's people out there that want to help, that want to serve. But I think a lot of it comes down to, just as you'd stated and not being in any programs previous where it's taken as seriously or where it can have the impact that it does. I think that we got to do a better job at being the conduit and the bridge to get them into those opportunities, because that is something that they'll remember for themselves as just a, a person that gets to uplift somebody else. And, and when you get to work with these kids, you get to work with anybody that doesn't have some of the same privileges that you do. It, it really uh, puts some perspective on you to, to know why you're doing some of these things. And, and a lot of these kids, they, they don't care about what school that you go to. They just care that you gave them the time of day and that you made them feel like a million bucks, you know, and, and to them in, in that moment, you might as well be a major leaguer. So I, I think there's a lot of growth that gets to come from the entire aspect of camaraderie, competitive and just you know just team bonding through uh these different community events and and happy to hear that that you guys are utilizing that to your fullest to not only for your athletic abilities but for your kids personal abilities as well it's perfectly said i mean it's just so amazing it's it's <laughs> it just always puts a smile on my face when i think about it and and those are experiences that our, our student athletes will always remember and they you know they'll remember fun they had playing the game but just understanding that those times and then those opportunities they're having with their teammates that are unique to the playing experience I think they'll look back fondly and uh, and remember those things all right so let me let me ask you you you're helping out the these players with these systems you know the structure and the plan and how does it all help you at the same time helping them? Uh, it's it's worth its weight in gold um, because they're dropping down just fantastic nuggets of information uh, in regards to how to teach them best. Uh, and I think at times it, it can be scary as a player talking to a coach about how they truly feel uh, or how they you know you know either agree or disagree with what what's being taught. But it's that honesty and transparency that, that provides an opportunity to kind of right the ship, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, and, there's, and, I, and I know there's, there's some coaches that, that obviously don't want to hear that because, you know, especially at the college level, they're like, you know, they'll, they'll either adjust or they're gone. But, again, I think that could be a lost opportunity, uh, especially with you have a high-character kid on your, in your program, right? Uh, and obviously just the teacher in me believes that, you know, every, every person can learn. You just have to find how they learn best and then teach them to that way. Right. It's, you know, uh, I don't really like cookie cutting at all. I mean, there's, that's, that's kind of a bad word in my world because um, everyone moves differently. Obviously everyone learns differently uh, and everyone takes praise differently. So it's just really investing in those student athletes and finding what works best for them in order to teach them best. So I uh, just hearing their feedback on things, especially on just the competitions and, and how we can enhance it, how we can enhance uh, what our team needs uh, before we uh, compete against a, another team is just fantastic. And uh, it's something that I believe our players really love about our programs that they can actually voice their opinions and, and voice how they can, uh, how we can, kind of improve their experience as student athletes on and off the field. So uh, that is, uh, that's what uh, I love to hear. And, uh, and just the transparency is, is, is something that, uh, that I want to take with me uh, forever. Zach, 
you you know you we talk about development but when we talk about development there's a certain level of accountability that has to come with our own development we can have these plans we can have this this guidance we can have these great coaches but at the end of the day it's got to be the player that actually walks through the door and and puts in that work now your program over there you guys have a unique little thing where you've got some personal accountability amongst the teammates and I, i'm going to probably botch what it is but i believe it's tr try again tomorrow or something along those lines where where the kids enforce a lot of their own discipline on what they're they're holding each other to as far as the standards of the program can you explain a little bit more about that kind of personal accountability going on for the development of your program yeah it's uh Try again tomorrow is just, you know, if a, if a student athlete is, is late to a training session or missed a training or a weightlifting session or anything in regards, it's in our daily agenda. Uh, they miss the main uh, training piece and they just try again tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, you know, just talk to our guys because we have such a competitive environment. Um, they get a little bit frustrated when they, when they, they mess up. Uh, especially in regards to missing training or, or something like that, because they know it's such a competitive environment that one misstep might, you know, cost them an opportunity to start. You know, it doesn't mean they're not going to get another opportunity, uh, but again, it's just uh, the, the accountability's there. And, uh, you know, we, we hustle all the time, right? And one of my, one of my favorite things in the fall and in the spring is, you know, someone gets a walk or hit a pitch and they just kind of jog it down the line to first base. Well, <laughs> our players will, will tell them to, to try again. And so uh, what happens is if they have to try again, they have to go back to the batter's box and then sprint the first base because we always sprint down the line. And so it's just those little things of, of the players holding uh, th themselves accountable and to the standard, I think, is, is a really good thing. Uh, but again, um, the success or the success of a transparent environment and an environment where the players hold each other accountable. It starts from the coaching staff, right? Because if the coaching staff um, doesn't show these values, these standards that we that we preach to them, then the players will will not really buy in or, or, or trust in what we're doing here. So obviously, us showing uh, the, the the student athletes what uh, we expect of them, then they they have a good idea of, of what this program's culture is about. And then obviously they'll, they'll buy into to holding each other accountable. And so that's, uh, so it's just, you didn't just get this beautiful, beautiful environment to where coaches are holding each other accountable. Players are holding each other accountable and players to coaches, coaches to players. So it just allows for the, the standard and the expectation of the program is above, uh, you know, over feelings, right? Standard over feelings. And, and so, uh, that's what's made, in my opinion, it's one thing that's made our program very, very uh, successful, but also a really, uh, really nice destination in regards to college baseball. I really like that one standard over feelings for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I like that a lot. You know, it's and that's just commitment to what you say you're going to do long after the feelings left, you know, because it's really easy to not be feeling it on a certain day. But we surprise ourselves all the time. And when we when we embark on those difficult journeys on days, it might not feel right. Lo and behold, you end up having one of your best developmental days that you have all because you decided to to keep going instead of giving up or imploding on yourself or anything of that that nature. So I, I really uh, I really like that standard over feelings aspect. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, look, you take in information and you've also started taking in information and helping others with it. Let's talk a little bit more about the excellent skill of note-taking podcast episodes that you've developed and just what a great per personal development skill that you've created. Where did that start? I think it just started uh, with, <laughs> with just wanting to, to learn from the best coaches around, right? Because I'm just reading, you know, reading about what top coaches do and, and listening to what top coaches do. Um, they all continue to learn and they learn their own way. And it really wasn't until I was in college as a student of understanding about how to take quality notes. I always took notes. I felt like I was one of those guys that took notes and off the PowerPoint just had you know, verbatim exactly what was said on the slide. And it really wasn't until I made the, 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 the college professor name was Billy Hauser, and she's one of my, she's probably one of my all-time favorite 
professor that I had in college and she really taught us how to take notes essentially and she said you know just take what you read if you have to read it several times go ahead and do it uh, but whatever your thought is whatever you've learned just put it in your own words and then just within that just reflect on it even deeper and, and put it into some takeaways you know how are you going to make this actionable what you know if you reflect on this one chapter what are you going to remember from it and so i try to take that with the notes uh, i try to uh, listen to something nearly every day or read something nearly every day take notes and then uh, put in some takeaways in there that i found valuable uh, and then just put it out to the baseball coaching community because i think that'll help coaches it's a free resource right and we're, we're super busy so anything that could save time for other coaches uh, while also uh, improving the game I think it's worth its weight in gold. And uh, there's just podcasts are just a fantastic free resource. Uh, again, if you're in the ABCA, it's just, <laughs> I can't express enough how amazing of an organization that is. And just, if you're not an ABCA member, I highly suggest that you become an ABCA member, go to the conventions, watch those videos, listen to the podcast, because I mean, I've never been a part of, of anything that's, that of any, of any group, educators, uh, coaches of other sports. Uh, the baseball coaching community is fantastic because we really don't keep very many secrets. <laughs> we put it out there for, for others to use, but also make it their own in hopes to growing the game. Because I think at times our game's in a very vulnerable sport uh, or a very, very vulnerable spot because of just participation, right? So um, it's very much so up to the coaches at every level uh, in order to keep this game growing and improving and the game is growing and improving uh, but it can always be better and so my hope with the notes is to help uh, save time for coaches or give them kind of a listening aid while they listen to a certain podcast uh, and just help uh, grow the game love to hear you mention just resources there and this the aspect of what you then you get to do through somebody else's platform is create an additional resource for somebody else that just might needed that cliff notes version couldn't have listened to the whole thing might listen to it at another time who knows but ultimately you've created an opportunity for people to have different aspects of of just avenues to to challenge themselves in and, and growth and you know, I love to say, and I know there's plenty that say it as well too, you know, it's never going to be for a lack of resources. It'll always be for a lack of resourcefulness on our part. And that's just dependent, differing between sporting levels, wherever you're at. If you want to get the job done, you'll fight to find a way to get the job done, whether or not that's checking people's notes that have done different things or, or being the person that creates those notes. There's both sides of the coin. Is there anything farther with, uh, with any of that kind of notes uh, aspect, anything to implement with possibly being an author and writing a book or anything of that nature? I think just continuing to, to improve that process and being able to kind of challenge myself with recalling what, uh, what I've learned and even, you know, potentially I, what I'd like to do with the, the current book that I have out is just make different at certain times, uh, make different volumes and add in things that I've learned from other coaches and add in new chapters on different topics that I didn't have the original book uh, so that's really kind of the brainchild and kind of the the, the um, standard to, to what i'd like to have the book eventually be it's sort of like ron polk's playbook it'll never be in my opinion it'll, it'll probably never be as as good as that but i want something that that is similar to that but i also want to show the uh the fantastic uh coaches in our game so within my book, it's, it's pretty much showing what I've learned from other coaches. So it's not just me, right? We, I mean, as coaches, we're, we're fantastic thieves. We take, we take all of these, uh, these different things that different programs use and, and make it our own. And, um, and again, with that, with the book, I just wanted to highlight those coaches and their thoughts and things that I've learned from them and kind of honor them and honor the game. Uh, because it's it's more than just one coach that makes makes a sport right it's it's a collection of of great coaches that just make it a unique and fantastic game because baseball is such a unique sport uh compared to others right because 
it's not necessarily the best team that wins every single game. It's the team that plays the best each and every game uh, that, that wins it in our sport. You know, it's weird, uh, but that's what makes baseball so fantastic because it, any day, any team can win. Absolutely. Matter. Absolutely. You just lose in baseball. It just happens. And that's why, uh, man, I was trying to stress so much to the guys, you know, as we're on this 20 game win streak, just like, guys, this might not ever happen again, please. This, this is just rarefied air because even when you're the better team, you, you just lose, you just lose some, if, if there's one element of the game that, that doesn't work in a collective you know, seven inning, nine inning ball game, and you end up putting up a five, six, seven spot against you, you know, it's hard to to overcome for sure. So I appreciate you sharing that aspect of, of where everything's at and, and how tough it can be and how humbling you need to, to be in this sport as well, even being the better team, you know, and that's why I think that some of these systems, some of these development plans, some of these different aspects that have nothing to do with our sport is what gives us some clarity and can help wade us through the waters of those challenges that we're going to face. Um, you know, what kind of stuff do you guys do to potentially help with uh, beating cold streaks or, or, or anything of that nature? I know there's no way to fight it, but is there any kind of part of the mental game that you guys are training routines or anything of that nature to try to combat, uh, you know, any of the tough times of the sport? Yeah, we always encourage them, you know, kind of taking a deep breath, trying to win each pitch. You know, the, kind of the kind of the belief system is uh, win each pitch, win each inning, uh, and then ultimately those uh, that'll accumulate to where you win games. But uh, we have game goals to where we we kind of make it into uh, <laughs> make it into almost like a video game environment in some ways because I mean, realistically, all of our players only play video games or or have played games in their lives. So it's more of an objective based thing, right? So uh, for each area of our, of our team, we have game goals. And obviously uh, those game goals are, are things that we value in our program uh, that ultimately allows us to, to win each inning, right? So we have the ones for pitching, the ones for hitting, ones for defense. And if we play within those, um, within those values, uh, that's, um, We'll have success along the way and and, have, and win the game, right? Because you know, if we, we don't meet those game goals, uh, then we're probably not going to win the game. And whichever team reaches or has success within those game goals, they will have success. So it's just a really, uh, really cool thing that we do there uh, to hold each other accountable and to hold our players accountable and just something that they keep in the back of their mind and, and keep that competitive spirit within them because – Fortunately, with our game, there's no uh, there's no clock, right? So um, any game can turn around at any time because in baseball you just got to collect collect outs, right? And uh, and use those outs um, and stretch those outs out as much as possible uh, so you can have success and win the game. And college baseball is scary. No lead seems to be safe at different times. Just whatever can end up happening. Uh, I've seen some some interesting things happen where uh, that that good feeling goes away, and quite quickly when you get too lax in your situation and somebody comes storming back. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about it. I mean, because at one moment you think uh, you think a certain lead is good enough, and well, it's not. Right. That's uh, you know, just again, just trying to express to our guys, just winning each pitch, treating each pitch as a, as a moment. Right. And learning from it. Uh, but then not kind of, you know, staying locked on that one moment. Right. Because you have to win that next pitch. Just the, you know, the team that wins the most pitches in the game will win the most innings and ultimately win uh, the ball game completely. So, again, just going one pitch at a time, as cliche as it is, it's the truth. Right. Because. Um, because if you're allowing an error from two plays ago or two pitches ago to, to affect you in the current pitch you're in, you're probably going to make another error or going to make some mistake, right? Because you're not focused in the present. Now that goes along with life, right? Because we want to um, we want to stay in the moment to have success, and that's what the most successful people people do is, is they they are in the moment, uh, they are focused on what they're doing, and giving 100% of what they have that that at that time. To have success right on exactly now zach where do you think we're heading 
when we talk about player development. Is there something you'd like to work more on that's not quite introduced yet that that you'd like to be a fan of? Or you know, where, where are we heading, man? Um, I think we're I think we're in a uh, really good uh, spot in regards to development. Again, I think just individualizing the learning environment for each player is where um, it's kind of the next frontier. Um, as a special educator, we have individualized education programs for, for each student um, on a caseload. So I have a certain amount of students. I have a certain class of students, right? So my students right now are juniors in high school. And so next year they're seniors, but they have their own individual plan and uh, something that uh, along with the learning uh, in learning style and, and love language quiz, that's something I'd like to add along with how we develop each player um, because we, we do for the most, we, we do have um, pretty much individualized plans for each player, right? And we can group them up based on their deficiencies with another player that has a similar issue where they collaborate. There's one day during uh, training that we had um, individualized batting practice uh, for each group. So each group would have different rounds based off of what they need to work on. And uh, so I thought that was a really, really unique environment. And, and that's, that's something that in the future, uh, probably more specifically, uh, that I'd like to challenge coaches uh, not only in our program, but other programs to just really reach out, get to know your players, uh, build the build the fantastic relationships with them so that you can have a transparent conversation with your players. So you can get everything out of them and they get everything out of the program. And so I think if we can individualize things for our players and their experiences, I think ultimately that'll help them develop into being their own best coach when they're out there and, and, and building those independent thinkers. Uh, so we do a lot of Charleston to, to do that already. Uh, I'm just trying to provide value in regards to uh, understanding their learning styles and how they can take praise so that they can develop quicker within the environment uh, that we have. Man, you have shared some just really enlightening aspects of the game and connecting our outside learning with the game and life uh, through this process of our conversation today, man. Uh, do you got any, anything, um, you know, from a personal level, as far as uh, websites, any projects that you're working on anywhere, anybody can get your book. Can you please take a couple of seconds and, and just share anything of where people can connect with you further, Zach? Yeah. So um, obviously probably the most active social media that I have is on Twitter which is my ads at Coach Casto. Um, within my profile, you'll see a link. And then that link is where my, my book is if you're interested in, in buying it. Again, um, I appreciate those that would, would want to do that. But um, uh, again, there's so many fantastic resources out there that are free. Um, there's fantastic podcasts that are out there. Uh, so again, I, I encourage those that, that want to learn. Uh, and pop in a podcast. They don't have to take as many detailed notes as I do, but again, just, just listen to those interviews, just gain something from each thing you're listening to and just try to apply that to your own program. But again, something that you take from a program, uh, kind of reflect on how can I use this for my program and make it my own because doing something that another program does may not exactly work for your program. Uh, just be a sponge uh, in, in regards to that. But again, Becoming, a, becoming an ABCA member is probably the best thing, best decision I've ever made as a as a coach. So uh, if you're not an American Baseball Coaches Association member, I highly suggest that you become one uh, because this the what you get for how much you pay to be a member is just mind-blowing. I mean, you get fan, a bunch of webinars you can go to, the convention, uh, need I say more? It's just, it's just amazing. Um, then the weekly podcast, and then you just go back and watch uh, just videos on anything and everything in regards to baseball coaching. And just for the price that you get, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. So again, there's, if, like you said, coach, if, if there's, if you really want to get better, then you put in the work. And, and so that's ultimately what you need to do. And, and again, I'm just thankful to be part of a, a staff at Charleston that is so inquisitive 
so engaged in the learning process and just creating a just the best experience imaginable uh, for our ball club. And that's, you know, <laughs> I'm just so thankful by, by each member of our staff, and by each player in our program, because uh, they provide a fantastic experience and environment for me to come into and just truly enjoy and soak up every moment that I'm there. Um, and uh, again, those, again, Coach Britt has created one of the best environments uh, that I've ever experienced in baseball. And so just thankful to be a Golden Eagle and, and thankful to be able to coach this great game of baseball because I think it's in a really, really fantastic spot um, and uh, just very, very exciting and very, very honored uh, to be a part of uh, the college game right now because it is uh, very, very uh, just beautiful. I mean, I, I'm just – I can't get enough of just the college game. And there's a reason why people love it because it's just so athletic, so fun to watch and just the different styles of play and just thankful to be part of this great game. Well, I, I appreciate you taking your time here tonight to, to share with us and let us in on what's going on with that amazing program, how you're bringing yourself and your insights to that group and making yourself a fixture within that system that allows these young men to uh, take it into their lives and, and make themselves as, as good as possible through this process. And so uh, if that coaching tree that's already started to spiral from that program is any indication, uh, <laughs> there's going to be some fun stuff ahead for yourself and, and all those that are, are there and wherever they can continue to want to go because it, you know, it's got to make things fun uh, when, when you just get to enjoy going to work the way that it sounds like you get to enjoy going to work when you, when you're in an environment that cultivates that kind of growth and, and development for your players, just as much as your coaches, everybody involved is going to be rewarded through, through what comes out of that process from that commitment. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure it's likely very evident who's, who's got one foot in and who's got one foot out. That's right. It's just such an engaging environment at Charleston. And uh, again, I just encourage those that uh, are curious about our program, just turn on one of our games and go on, go on our website and all of our games are live streamed, but, Again, just just seeing what what our program is about and feeling what our program is about is just a beautiful thing, and it's such a fun and engaging environment. And just um, I'm thankful for Coach Britt for giving me the opportunity to to be around him, but also around such a fantastic staff that again are are, are some of the top minds that I that I could imagine being around at this time because they are man they are sharp. They are fantastic human beings. I'm just thankful to, to be around them. So, Zach, before I uh, take us on out, is there anything else that, that we didn't chat about development? Any, anything else that you want to make sure that you bring to light? Or, or uh, you know, and if not, then if you want to just uh, take us out on a last word before I uh, wrap things up. Yeah, I just, uh, just challenge coaches to just understand what, what you want your players to do in regards to uh, playing the game and then be creative uh, with the environments and then competition that you create. Um, that's one thing at Charleston that we do with every component of our, of our skills in baseball is, is we, we have value systems and, and standards to each component or each fundamental. And then we, we challenge our players in, in specific competitions on can they uphold those standards of the fundamentals. And, and so, just, just really, you know, kind of, you know, be specific on what you want your players to, to, to be good at on and off the field and then just create those competitions so that they can practice that and get that game-like rep in. Um, and so, again, uh, just want to say thank you, Coach, for uh, allowing me to be on this uh, space tonight and on this podcast. It's truly an honor. And, uh, again, if – if anyone needs, uh, would like to talk with me, again, you can shoot me a DM on Twitter, uh, at Coach Casto, or you can uh, call me or text me at 304-395-3048. It's my cell number. So, again, just would love to uh, continue to grow the game and, and answer any questions that anyone ever has. Uh, I love talking the game. I love talking uh, education in general. It doesn't have to be baseball. It could be education as well. And just providing value in those two arenas, I'd, I'd love to – 
to be able to do that. Well, Zach, I appreciate you putting yourself out there. And if anybody listens to this thing, uh, you know, 59 minutes through and is able to get your number in contact with you, you know, they deserve it for sure. So I appreciate you being open and wanting to continue communicating and, and just sharing and development and growth with, uh, you know, players and coaches. And uh, guys, I appreciate everybody's time here this evening. And coach, appreciate your time, especially, uh, you know, making yourself available after, you know, we're in the midst of the season and coming towards the end of it, preparing here for the best part of it. So uh, thank you, everybody, and best of luck as you finish your seasons and uh, continue into playoffs. And if you're, it's time to already start working towards development and getting better for next year, I wish you all the luck.